This is I am Robert A. Brown Ministries. Amen. We're going to be coming out of Luke, the 11th chapter and the first verse. We're reading from the King James Version. And it reads, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. And once again, that's Luke 11, verse 1, the King James Version. Amen. Hallelujah. We're dealing with the basics of prayer in this message. Hallelujah. Listen, prayer is a vital component in the lifestyle of a believer. It is communication between the believer and God. It can be very simple in its interplay between uh, man and God, and it can be more complex as we pray for others and seek the will of God as we communicate with him. The script, this scripture we just read reveals to us that even Jesus prayed, and in the lesson we will discover what is prayer. So today we're going to be dealing with the basics of prayer. Amen. We're going to boil it down to the basics. Amen. So let's move forward. Amen. Here we go. This word pray from um, Luke 11 and 1 is a Greek, has a Greek root word that is prosyokohami. Excuse my Greek. Hallelujah. It means to exchange wishes, literally to interact with the Lord by switching human wishes or ideas for his wishes as he imparts faith. You know that faith is divine persuasion. Amen. Accordingly, praying is closely interconnected with faith in the New Testament. So prayer and faith go hand in hand. Because if I had not faith, who am I praying to in my exchange? Amen. So it involves faith. Amen. But the thing I want to hang on here is that it's exchanging our human wishes or ideas for divine wishes as God imparts by faith. So we're giving God our, 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 our thoughts and, and our feelings on a subject or a thing or what we would like and exchange we receive by faith. He imparts faith. Amen. Unto us. Amen. And gives us his wishes. Amen. I would say that prayer is a humbling experience and it's for the humble. Amen. Because human nature is that we all want our own way. Amen. But we're imperfect and God is perfect. Amen. So hallelujah. We thank God for his perfection and his desire to impart faith and wisdom unto us through prayer. Amen. Uh, we're going to look at an example of exchanging human wishes for godly ones. All right. Um, the Lord's prayer should be understood as an example, a pattern of how to pray. It gives us the ingredients that should go into prayer. I'm not saying that we should pray the Lord's prayer per se, word for word, but it does have ingredients 
that are uh, should be a part of prayer. Amen. Let's read from Luke 11, 2 through 4. And it reads, and he said unto them, when ye pray, say, our father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven, so in earth. Give us this day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Once again, that's Luke 11 verses two through four. And it's the King James Version. Amen. Let's break this scripture down. Amen. So that we can understand prayer. All right. Let's start with the opening phrase. Our father, which art in heaven. What this is teaching us is to whom to address in prayer or whom to address prayer to. We address it to Father God. I, I know there's been a trend throughout Christianity to pray to the Holy Spirit. And yes, he's God and he's wonderful and he does wonderful things for us. And, and, and you know, um, I know during the prayer of salvation, we, we, we're speaking to Jesus. But in, in general, we should address Father God with our prayers. And this is what Jesus taught his disciples and what we learn from Scripture. And, and when we do this, it distinguishes between Father God in heaven and any earthly father, that Father God has the preeminence. He is the ultimate father. Amen. Lord God, it's not that we disrespect our earthly fathers, but that we understand the uh, hierarchy, so to speak, that it is Father God and then our earthly father. Amen. And, and Father God is not never going to have you disrespect your earthly father. He's going to have you love and respect your earthly father. Amen. That's his will. Amen. Hallelujah. What does the scripture say? Honor thy father and thy mother. So God wants us to honor our earthly fathers and mothers. Amen. Next phrase says, hallowed be thy name. Um, this is instructing us to have a reverence for father God and to worship him to have a high respect for him, a high regard for him, and to, to, to uh, worship, to honor, to, to praise him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, how, how can you ask somebody for something with an insult? Amen. Or how can you communicate effectively with someone when you disrespect them? Now, as human beings, we do that all the time. Amen. But here, here, Jesus is teaching us in our exchanges with Father God, there should be some respect, some reverence, some regard. And it's worse as well as to worship him, to adore him. Amen. What's our next phrase here? It says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. This reminds us to pray for God's plan for our lives and the world and not our own. Oh, my God. We ultimately want God's will and not our will. What did Jesus say in the Garden of Gethsemane? He said uh, he, he did not want to go through the suffering. He said, he said, Father, if you would take this cup from me, the cup represents his, the suffering, the, the cup of suffering that he would have to go through. And he came to the conclusion, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. There's a lot of times, personally, I believe 
my will is better than what God chooses for me and I'm wrong every time. Yet as a human being, I from time to time make those mistakes. And then I have to learn all over again to say, thy will be done, Father God, not my will. Because even when we don't understand things, when we say his will and not our will, it turns out to, to, to uh, be for our good every single time. Hallelujah. At the end, sometimes it may take longer than others. Hallelujah. But his will is best suited for us. He, he is our designer. He is our creator. He knows the gifts he put in us. He knows um, our purpose. He, he knows what makes us happy. He knows what is best for us. So it's not that God wants to be selfish. It's just being the complex being that he is, the omniscient being, the all-powerful being, the, the being uh, that's omnipresent. Uh, and, and not just omnipresent in the in the present time, but God stands over time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God has all the angles and knows what is best for us. That's why we say not our will, but his will be done. That's prayer. Exchanging our wishes for his wishes. Our will for his will. Amen. It's effective prayer. Amen. Glory to God. Now, if you're like me, you've engaged in selfish prayer. You've engaged in um, uh, complaining and, and, and all these things. And, and yes, Father God is patient with us. Amen. And he says, cast your cares upon me for I care for you in, in 1 Peter 5 and 7. And, and yes, we should do that. But the bottom line, just like Jesus went and wanted Father God to take uh, the suffering away from him that he was about to face on the cross, in the same way we can begin coming to God uh, with a heavy heart or with complaints or with things we don't want to do. Amen. But if being in his presence and in his presence is fullness of joy and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore, but being in his presence transforms us to the point where we say, not I will, thy will be done. When you're in true prayer, when you're in the true presence of God, amen, uh, uh, it, it transforms you. Amen. Give us this day. By day, our daily bread. We are encouraged to ask God for the things we need, i.e. food, water, clothing. It's not selfish, amen, to ask God for the things you need. Yes, God, being omniscient, knows all things. He knows what you need, amen, glory to God. But being the uh, stewards of the earth, amen, uh, uh, God gave us free will. We must go to God and make our needs known unto him, amen, and give him permission to move in our lives. Amen. And on the next level, amen, we're just dealing with the basics of prayer. We're not really getting into decorative prayer tonight. Amen. But uh, we, we are uh, speaking things in this earthly realm that we want God to bring to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. On a deeper level, give us this day by day our daily bread is a reference to the communion. Amen. Lord God, I'm a believer in having the communion every day. Amen. Adam fell because he ate of the wrong tree. All right. The children of Israel were sustained for 40 years in the wilderness by the bread from heaven. Jesus in the sixth chapter of John says that he's the true bread from heaven. Amen. Glory to God. 
as, as we partake of the elements, the bread and the wine, which represent the broken body of Jesus Christ and his shed blood. Amen. Now, obviously, the, the, it, many of us eat crackers and, and have grape juice in a little cup. Amen. It, it, it's a form of worship. It's beyond the, the simple elements that we have, but it's a form of worship. Amen. And, and honoring what Jesus did at the cross. Amen. By partaking of the communion. Amen. And it is the tree of life. Amen. You know, Adam never ate from the tree of life. He ate from the tree of knowledge, good and evil. We have an opportunity every day to eat from the tree of life, which is Jesus Christ and which is represented to us by the bread and the wine of communion. Amen. Let's move on. Amen. It says, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. Now, we must understand that when Jesus was speaking to his disciples here in the book of Luke, amen, he had not yet died on the cross. So it was necessary for uh, the disciples, his followers at the time to pray for forgiveness, to, to speak to God about forgiveness. Amen. Because a suitable sin offering was not made for the sins of mankind. Amen. The blood of goats and bulls, amen, only offered a temporary, amen, covering for sins. Amen. But Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice for the sins of the whole wide world. Amen. And took them all and put them away, took them all away. Amen. Glory to God. So through the grace of God and by faith in Jesus Christ, the first part of this request is already fulfilled. Amen. It's if we could look at a reference in Ephesians 1 and 7. Amen. We've been uh, we've been redeemed. Amen. We've been forgiven of all our sins. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And that's a key point. Amen. For us as Christians. Amen. To know as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus Christ, as a believer that Jesus died for our sins at the cross. Amen. And he rose from the dead as evidence that his sacrifice was the payment for all of our sins, past, present and future. We need to know that we are already forgiven. We're not seeking God's forgiveness. We are already forgiven. And, and wherever we read in the Gospels, amen, about Jesus teaching on forgiveness, amen, hallelujah, particularly in the, in the Beatitudes in uh, Matthew 6, 7 and 8, amen, we need to understand his teaching there uh, was focused on that he was still on the earth. He had not yet died for mankind's sins. So they were operating according to the Old Testament in the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John was still during the time of the Old Testament. Amen. It had not come to the close until Jesus lived out his life perfectly, died, rose from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, shed his blood, rose from the dead. Amen. Hallelujah. They were still operating under the old covenant. Amen. There is a distinction between the old and the new covenant. Amen. And during the Gospels with Jesus still on the earth and not having yet died. Amen. They were under the old covenant still. Amen. The Apostle Paul encourages us to forgive others as we have been forgiven, which is in line with the with this prayer. Amen. As he does that in Ephesians 432. He's, he's saying and I'm just paraphrasing, forgive because you've been forgiven. Not forgive to get forgiveness, because if that's the case, then Jesus died in vain. But forgive as a New Testament believer after the death and resurrection of Christ, we forgive because we've been forgiven. Amen. 
Glory to God. So as we go into prayer, amen, we thank God for his forgiveness and we pray for his forgiveness for others. Amen. Glory to God. And, and we also pray that we would have the ability to forgive others. Amen. And lead us not in temptation to into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This instructs us to ask Father God's for Father God's help in overcoming temptation as well as protection from the devil. Amen. Listen, I've been saved for a long time. I still need help with temptation. I am human. I am on the earth. Amen. Paul talked about in Romans chapter seven, the good that he would do. He does not. Amen. Paul was much greater than I. Amen. We are both human, obviously, but this was the greatest uh, writer or some may believe the dictator of the old of the New Testament. Excuse me. There are many that believe that Paul dictated his books to 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 Luke. Amen. Or possibly Timothy or John Mark. Amen. Glory to God. They are from his mind, but others wrote them out is the thought of many in the scholarly uh, ranks. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, you know, you have something that is difficult for you and is a temptation. Ask when you're going to prayer, ask Father God to strengthen you to overcome that temptation or to make a way of escape for you to get out of that temptation, as well as to protect you from evil or from the devil. Hallelujah. Or demonic forces. Amen. Glory to God. Let's begin to wind this up. Prayer is an interaction between man and God, whereby man exchanges his wishes for wishes imparted to him or her from God by way of faith. We talked about faith being divine persuasion or in or something that's in birth. Amen. Let, let me stop here for a second. Faith is not something we work up. It's something that God works into us. Amen. This, this is a key teaching. Amen. N never beat yourself up for uh, having small faith. Amen. You just ask God to inbirth more faith in you. We know if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God or one translation says they're hearing by the word of Christ. Amen. We don't get faith by by reciting the Ten Commandments, but we do get faith. Amen. By hearing the words of Christ. Amen. The teachings of Christ and and the teachings of Christ that were through his apostles. Amen. Like Paul. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So faith is a key part of prayer. God imparts faith into us during prayer. The Lord's Prayer is a model believers can learn from in order to engage in prayer with the right perspective towards God or specifically Father God and his will, which in turn garners godly results of success. Now, I know everybody wants success in their life. Their challenges, amen. Many of the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord should deliver us from them all. Their challenges in life, amen. Jesus said in uh, John 16, 33, that in the world you shall have tribulation or inner turmoil, inner pressures or concerns about what you're experiencing uh, externally in the world, amen. Glory to God. But through prayer, amen, hallelujah, God imparts unto us, hallelujah, his will, his will that is best suited for us his will amen that will bring us success amen glory to god and in addition to that it is the intimate time where you share your innermost thoughts and feelings with your father father god now many of us if you've been challenged in your relationship with your father amen it will carry over to your relationship 
with Father God. Amen. Glory to God. But here Jesus is encouraging us that God uh, uh, wants us to come to him. Amen. And to uh, speak to him and exchange our wishes for his wishes. Amen. Because God ultimately has our best interests at hand. Amen. Glory to God. So we're going to end right there. Amen. This was just a basic teaching on prayer. Amen. I hope that you've been blessed by it. Amen. I, I look forward to the next teaching and time that we have together on this podcast. So God bless you. Enjoy your day and be safe. I love you. God loves you. God bless. Friends, if you were impacted by this message about Jesus Christ and want to receive his love and forgiveness, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities. I believe you died to pay the penalty for all my sins, past, present, and future. I believe you rose from the dead as the evidence that Father God accepted your sacrifice for my sins. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, if you said that prayer sincerely, you are saved and one day going to heaven. So God bless you. God loves you. And go on with the Lord. Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.